0: Hello and welcome to Meet Her, the newest addition to Virtual Inforum. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. And I'm so excited because joining me today is Rhonda Cell, President of Peer Leadership Consulting and a longtime member of the INFORM Board of Directors. Rhonda has deep expertise in all aspects of talent strategy and people development. Welcome, Rhonda, and thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Good morning, Terry. It's great to be here.
0: So let's get right to it. What's your personal superpower and how has it helped you in your career?
1: This is a great question. Um, You know, I will tell you that as I have, I've been asked this question actually a few times over the course of my career. And um, this is what I think it comes down to. Um, I'm genuine and people know they can trust me. Um, I know that sounds pretty simple, But in our line of work, people need to believe that you really are not afraid to communicate the truth, that you'll sort of tell it to them straight, um, hitting them right between the eyes, and that above all, you really have their best interests at heart and can be trusted. And I really wouldn't be where I am without this ability. Um, It's one of the main reasons why clients come to our firm and I mean, this coupled with the fact that uh, we do get very clear, tangible results. But honestly, it starts with really understanding your client and gaining their trust. And you can't do that without being
0: authentic. Knowing you, I think that you've really hit the nail on the head about your personal superpower because everything you said is true about you. People <laughs> know that about you. <laughs> so you. so you deal with all kinds of leaders, Justin, you have an incredible client portfolio from major companies all over the globe. What is the one characteristic that you believe every leader should possess?
1: Boy, it's hard and it's really difficult to narrow it down to one. Can I give you two? Okay, you can cheat. (laughs) Can I break the rules and give you two? (laughs) (laughs) So I would say um, the first one would be curiosity. Um, and you know, the next one honestly is an ability to effectively work through conflict. Um, but let's just start with curiosity. So I think it's just so important to continuously ask the question, why, you know, so why, why does this happen? Why is a person behaving that way? Why is the market going in the way that it is? And if you don't know why something's happening, you really cannot learn from it. Um, When we think about people's behavior, if you don't understand what's motivating them, um, then you'll you'll never be able to help move their behavior. Uh, Same is true, obviously, for business. You've got to constantly be curious about um, your customer behaviors and market trends, potential threats. Um, It's really, curiosity is really important in keeping pace um, and really outperforming those around you. Um, but I have found um, in working with, at this point, you know, hundreds, you know, maybe even thousands of leaders. I mean, honestly, over the course of my career, that curiosity alone is, is only going to get you so far. Um, you have to be able to really understand not just what motivates people in good times and bad, but when they're at odds with each other, um, you have to be skilled at having tough conversations Um, And this is really key. So to be able to, again, what I call going to hit people right between the eyeballs with very tough feedback, whether this is a peer, um, a boss, a direct report, but doing so in a way that is really clear, but also protects their spirit um, rather than breaking them down. And um, you have to be able to do it eventually without there being tension. And this is hard, um, and it really takes practice and skill. And so the two of these leadership characteristics, curiosity coupled with an ability to effectively work through conflict, I think are critical.
0: Wow, I we could talk all day. I would love to hear more examples about that. So maybe we'll have to have you back sometime um, because there's so much conflict that we see in the world today uh what what a superpower that would be to have and you know when i reflect on leaders that i know that i think are really successful you're right um those two things uh characterize them it's interesting what so so all of that what do you think is the biggest challenge facing leaders today Today is relative
1: because today is uh, the middle of April and, you know, we are in the most significant health and likely soon to be economic crisis of our time. Um, And I talk with my clients a lot about what I call stress profiles. I'm using air quotes here. And, And this is our stress profiles are really our personalities under stress. We We change and parts of us are amplified. Um, It's sort of part of our fight or flight response. And um, it's survival, yes, but not all of these qualities um, are helpful, especially in business. Um, You know, we need leaders who are able to make decisions and execute uh, fast, under stress. Yes, of course. But they still have to be able to listen and not be distracted and when I say distracted, I mean by by others' um, stressful or you know bad behaviors. So when you have a colleague or a boss or you know uh, even a direct report, but I you know somebody at your level or above who's really acting um, not great, <laughs> you know sort of like a jerk because their stress profile is what I call in full bloom. You, you have to be able to ignore that behavior. Um, and not allow it to negatively influence you. You can't take that bait um, because it will go nowhere and it's not going to help your business. Uh, And I'm not saying that you don't address the bad behavior. So be clear about that. What I'm saying is that you have to be able to, in the moment, give that person some grace and be the one to work harder by focusing on what you know their intentions to be rather than what you see from their, you know, emotional interference. You just can't take the bait that they give you. Um, And this is really, really, really hard to do, especially when you yourself as a leader are also stressed. So today, that I think is the most
0: important thing that leaders need to focus on. Do you have any tips for, you know, top tips or tricks that can help people with that?
1: So, um, so I tell people to think that you already have the skills. The vast majority of us already have the skills to do this and we pull them from our personal lives. So you think about how you relate to your, significant other, or how you might relate to your kids, or even an aging parent. Um, You know, when you love somebody, it requires you to be very, very patient at certain times. And it doesn't matter who that person is, right? It could be teenage children, it could be an aging mother or father, it could be a sister, or a husband or wife. Um, but everybody knows that when we're stressed as people, we behave differently. And it's the person who can just take a deep breath and say to themselves, I'm just going to let that go for right now. And um, it does require work, but we do it, most of us do it all the time in our personal life. And it's those skills, it's being able to take a deep breath, Say to yourself, "I know this person does not mean to be as much of a jerk <laughs> as they're being right now," and um, and and focus on what you believe to be their core. You know, their core spirit, their core intentions. And then at a later date, and that later date, by the way, could be the next day. It doesn't have to be months out. You know, that's when you sit down and say, "Hey, you know, yesterday in that meeting, um, it, it just." wasn't, you know, it wasn't cool. It, it, it felt like I was being thrown under the bus or it, it, it felt like I was being attacked. And look, we're all in this together. You know, we are all in this, And I know you know that. And usually people are really um, grateful in, for the grace that you give them. And they'll say things like, you know, you're right. I'm
0: sorry. And then you're done. Move on. Next, next topic. <laughs> great, great advice and examples. So you're busy coaching and helping others be successful and be the best leaders they can be. How do you continue to grow and develop as a leader? That's a good question. And you probably know this about me, Terry.
1: Um, I am constantly what I call in learner mode. Um, I love to learn. I learn from anything and everything I can get my hands on um, and so in consulting you know we're on the road a lot, and uh, I use my car as a traveling library um, I'm almost always listening to an audiobook or podcast um, and you know for me uh, i don't have a I don't have a great attention span so I just download several at a time, and, and if it bores me, I just move on to the next one. Um, and it really could be about anything that I believe to be interesting, really. Um, I mean, I believe you can learn from so many creative sources. So um, I don't just focus on, on business or uh, on you know, people or leadership. I mean, I read a book once many years ago about how to build a, a successful franchise Now, I don't have any intention of franchising our business. And truthfully, we work as a firm with very few franchises. So on the surface, it really could have been seen as a waste of time. But I learned so much from that book, Um, so much about quality, about standardization, about having a great product or great service and how to replicate it with other people and have... Other people within your organization represent it in the very same way that you live it, um, that meets, you know, the same pieces of your vision. So it doesn't have to be business or people related either in the end. I mean, I think it just comes down to human interests and interactions and trends and creativity and innovation. And these always eventually can relate back to business and to people and leadership in one indirect way or another. And so I am constantly Looking to learn,
0: well, I think we've talked about our next question is what key trade or skill has helped you get to where you are, but I think you've answered that <laughs> <laughs> you know, i think it's, i I think it's your your curiosity and constant learning and authenticity i mean it's um, uh, those things certainly ring true for me, having known you for as long as I've known you, but I am curious to follow up on. Uh, what, what you were just saying, what blogs are, since your car's your, your learning lab, what, what blogs or podcasts or other media do you engage with to generate new ideas? Are there any specific ones you'd like to mention or?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I'll give you the ones that I'm, you know, listening to right now. Um, There's a industrial organizational psychologist um, by the name of Adam Grant. um, And he, he's got a great, um, I mean, he's written a couple books and uh, he's got a great podcast called Work Life. Um, and um, it's fascinating because he interviews uh, people that do research. I mean, his his podcast isn't just his thoughts. It's really in his experiences. He, he goes out and he, he, he interviews people that have, that have data um, behind what they say. Um, I love Malcolm Gladwell, his books and his podcast, again, because I think he thinks about things in a in a curious way, um, I remember being really young um, in grade school and being taught about Christopher Columbus discovering America, and I just remember like not getting it. I just didn't. I didn't understand it, and I remember asking my mom. But there were people already here, Mom, so he didn't really discover it. Like, they discovered it. Those, you know, like Native Americans, they, how do you discover something that was already discovered? And, you know, of course, the whole, well, explorers and that terminology was explained to me, but, um, but words matter, and it, they make people think. And Malcolm Gladwell, I think, does that. I love, I love his books and podcasts. Esther Perel is another one. She's a Belgium psycho, um, psychotherapist. Uh, so, you know, many people would say unrelated to business. Um, both of her parents were Holocaust survivors and the only survivors from each of their respective families. And so her work is <clears throat> all around the resilience of the human spirit. And she focuses on the difference between not being dead, you know, being alive, not being dead versus. Actually, being alive. And they are two very different things because you can be alive and living, but not really living. And um, I focused my dissertation years ago, 30 years ago now, or 25 years ago, on the, the power of religious faith and how it relates to well being. And so um, I've been drawn to this topic for many, many years. And honestly, it's a foundation for how I interact with others. So she's fantastic, um, Esther Perel. If you if anybody has any interest in relationships, and she looks at uh, you know um, <clears throat> it, romantic relationships, she looks at business relationships, uh, um, friendship relationships. So um, I get TED Talks in my weekly feed. I'm constantly watching TED Talks, um, and then now because we're in the middle of a um, lockdown with this pandemic. Um, Netflix documentaries. I mean, I learned a lot from those. Uh, I subscribed to masterclass through, um, you know, that, uh, I don't even know when masterclass started, but you know, you can learn from business leaders like Bob Iger from Disney or Bobby Brown in terms of her makeup or cooking techniques. Um, Oprah Winfrey has a show on Sunday mornings called super soul Sunday, where she interviews spiritual, um, and business leaders. And so she has, you know, spiritual leaders on from lots of different faiths, but she also has business leaders on who she believes um, lead from a much more intentional space. And so she's, you know, she's interviewed CEO of, you know, past CEO of Starbucks, um, Howard Schultz and LinkedIn and um, many other uh, businesses. And it's really, it's a really great show. You can learn a lot from it. So those are, those are some of my favorite ones right now.
0: Well, I've been busy writing these down, but I'm thinking that um, when we post this podcast uh, on our website, we're going to have to have a little tip sheet with it so that if people are listening to this while they're exercising or doing something else, they, they won't fall off the treadmill <laughs> trying to write down these great tips. These are su- I really appreciate how specific you were, um, Rhonda, such great ideas and a real breadth of um, ways to access that inspiration and information. Um, wow. Um, thank you so much for joining us today, uh, Rhonda. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to inforummichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out the other Virtual inform components, including a growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and even a series of virtual events. Thank you.